you hope, optimism, and excitement for tomorrow because Mike and Leanne have got a plan in place that they know is foolproof, guaranteeing that tomorrow will be the first day of the rest of our lives. Well, hello there. Welcome back. It's time for another edition of everyone's favorite podcast, the first day of the rest of our lives. I'm Michael Govier, and with me as always, my lovely co-star, Leanne, hello, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, how are you? I'm very hot. <laughs> yeah. And uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't feel good. I'm got to close the windows up here, you know, because you don't want the sound to be bad. We want to come to you in crystal clear, beautiful, pristine sound. So turn the fans off and the windows are closed and now we are sweating it out here. It's 89 degrees today in Southeast Michigan. Very hot. It's not even summer here yet. So, woo. <laughs> wow. But I can hear you sweating. <laughs> can you hear the sweat coming down? Yeah. Ew. Wow. Do you sweat? Yeah, we all know I sweat. Do we? I sweat thinking about being hot. <laughs> the first, I remember the first time I went out with Leanne on a weekend. Oh it was my. summertime. It was actually this time, like May. Yeah. It was late May, almost June. And we went to a little party at a pool over in Gross Point area, Detroit. And mm -hmm. it was someone's birthday. Mm -hmm. And Leanne was sweating a lot. And I had never seen her sweat before i'm like are you okay you don't have to be nervous but we'd only known each other a couple weeks but it just turns out she's a sweater <laughs> she has a natural yeah. sweat mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very it's not gross she's just they a, say it's healthy <laughs> it is yeah you're just a very passionate person you're always churning the gears yeah. are always churning and you're pumping out that metabolism at a high rate of speed so. <laughs> yeah i told her not to worry about it you know because people can be very self-conscious about things like that mm -hmm. when they first meet someone and i said yeah. it's not a Turn off at all. We're outside. It's hot. The sun is shining. You should be sweating. It's okay. <laughs> you should be sweating the most as anybody else that's in this park. <laughs> yeah, at least as much. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So that's a story about sweating. Uh, if you want to hear more about sweating or you'd like to ask <laughs> Leanne questions about her sweating, you can contact us. We're on all the standard formats. You can listen to us. If you're listening to us right now, you're probably listening to Spotify or Apple Podcast or maybe Google Play. We're available almost anywhere. And we love to connect with our listeners. So First Day Pod is what our shorthand name is on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And you can email the show, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. We got a wonderful email recently. I mean, just a fantastic, well thought out, <laughs> deep email that uh, we posted even. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to read it, it's on our uh, Instagram page. Is that right? Yeah, it's on our Instagram page. And it's um, it's under a quote. I took one of her um, little nuggets and I made a quote page. So it's uh, like a big yellow post. And then in the section, you can read part of it. Actually, it wasn't even all of it because Instagram cuts off your characters. So, but yeah. it was it was so good. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a wonderful email from... Uh old friend of mine, a newer person to Leanne. Mm -hmm. uh, a new friend of mine. Yeah, that's right. And mm -hmm. it was, if we never get another email ever again, we don't connect with anybody. 
it would have been worth it to do this pod to get great responses like that. It was very thought provoking. <laughs> it was in reference to our acceptance episode. And we had mentioned her because she had commented right before we did that show about how she liked to be. She was the queen of resistance. The queen of resistance. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we discussed it on that show a bit. And it made me think that like she was talking in more general terms, like about resisting the society you're in maybe, or things aren't the way they should be and we can make them better. So we should resist so we can grow and further actions, whether it's political or social or, or economic. And, and that was kind of what she was talking about. But she was talking about a lot of other things. So check it out if you're interested. I really uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. So what's today's episode about, Leanne? Actions versus words. What's more important? What does so, that mean? Well, you know what? I would... It's funny because every one of these themes that we have, I feel like I'm like bang on, know exactly what my stance is. And then a day before we start recording, I always am like, you know what? I'm just going to think a little bit deeper on it. And then I do. And I'm so glad. I I think I have like a process down now. So we figure out the theme. And then the day before I think and I research and I read and I do a bunch of stuff. And then the day of our podcast, it's happened the last couple of times on the elliptical. I'm just like by myself in a really high state and everything seems to come together. So, um, and today I was really smart. I kept my phone by me. So then mm-hmm. I did like a voice to text that way I could remember the stuff. Cause the last time I had some really good stuff and then I couldn't remember when I got off the elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, my girl. yeah. So, um, I did that, but I was thinking that you could start with uh, where your stance is, like what you think is most important, because I think you alluded to it on the last pod, and you're pretty steadfast in your thinking. No, I'm not. No? Well, no, I mean with this, not in general. I just mean in this no. one, I, I feel like you were... I'm always a waffler. Okay, go ahead. I'm the master waffler. I love <laughs> looking at both sides of the coin. They both sound so appealing. How could you choose anything? Mm. So if you had to choose... <laughs> well, I was thinking about this, and... And by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about that off air and you were saying yesterday, uh, I don't want to forget what my focus is. So, mm-hmm. you, but that also is a tribute to you. You should be thankful and grateful for the fact that you were willing to open your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you hear other points of view, it makes sense to you. You're willing to take that in mm-hmm. and possibly add it to your own repertoire. Yeah. That's cool. I think, I think it's super important. I think we should all be open to that. That's the only <laughs> way that we really grow. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Should be, would be, could be, whatever. Well, there are, I think there are a lot of people like that. They just get drowned out by the louder people who are set in their ways. You know, they have a stance and they're going to, they're going to ride or die with it. You know, give me mm-hmm. liberty or give me death type people who are gung ho mm-hmm. about their side. And usually it gets back to like political stuff. And, you know, me, you and I aren't like that. We just, we know what's right. We know what's fair and we want to do what's best. And we don't get, Usually, we try not to get caught up in things like that. Mm-hmm. We try. never talk about, we never get, you and I, we never have like any type of discussion or like a debate about that at all. Because it doesn't matter. It's not, it has nothing to do with our personal lives Mm-mm. in the end. I just think that you should give yourself a lot of credit because one of the things I like about you most is how willing you are to hear people out and 
absorb the information, not just wait for them to finish talking so you can talk next. It's one of yeah. your finest qualities. And Thanks. you do it very well with me. I don't know if you do it with everybody else or not. Maybe I'm special, but. You are special. I, well, thanks. I, I am. I'm a special boy, but. You are. You know, I just want you to remember that. It's, Thank you. I've actually, it's funny that you say that because I, um, I remember I was in grade what grade was I? Okay. So I was in grade seven. So that's like uh-huh. American seventh grade. grade. Seven. Yeah. So seventh grade for you Americans. Um, I remember we were, I didn't even realize it, but we were in a physics class and I loved physics and we, and I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but some sort of argument happened in class And I don't know even if it was about physics or if it was about something stupid that, you know, kids argue about, but I was like right in between the aisle next to me and the aisle, like on either side of me were the people that were arguing. And so I just like was in the middle of it and listening to each one. And then I took pieces from one and then explained it to the other person. And I went back and forth and (laughs) the teacher told me, he said, Leanne, for and I can't remember how, how old would I have been? I don't know, like 12, something yeah. like that. He was like, you are the most diplomatic, open-minded person I have ever taught. And I was mm. like, oh, thank you so much. And for some reason, I actually don't remember anything else he ever said to me in the entire year of him teaching me. <laughs> but that oh. one sentence really, really stood out to me. And wow. I think that is something I always wanted to make sure that I never changed that. And I was always worried that the older I got and the more that I knew or the more that I learned that I would change that. But I'm really grateful that he, I should actually, I should try to see if I can find him and thank him because that always kept me making sure that I didn't want to fall into any kind of stubborn. I mean, I'm stubborn in certain things, but in thought process, I really try to be open-minded and I think it probably has something to do with him. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's already been identified by people way before my time. Mm-hmm. So before we get to actions versus words, what about the seven day challenge? How did it go for you? Did, I don't know. If you participated and you joined in on seven days of exciting challenges. We'd love to hear how it went for you. We have some responses on our Instagram page. You can check those out if you're into it. But seven days, Leanne, what did you do and how did it work? Oh my God, it was so good. I'm so happy that I did it. So, um, mine, so what it is, it's your seven day challenge and we've put it out there that it's yours. So we're not doing any kind of, you know, this seven days is going to be that we're going to do X and everybody has to do it. Cause we all have our own goals and stuff in mind. So it's your seven day challenge. You get to decide what you want to do for the next seven days. You put it in the comments and then you reply to yourself all week long saying that you did each day. And so what I did is I said that I was going to, um, work out every day. And so I figured out what my workouts were going to be. And, um, I stuck to it every single day. There were two nights that I had to do it after midnight because I needed to do it before I went to bed because I didn't want to let people down. Wow. It was so good. And I've got to, um, I've got to thank, I got to get a, give a shout out to Sherry. You did amazing. And she really like pushed me through everybody that was in it. So thank you. Um, but she was the same thing. She was like, no, there's no way I'm missing a day. I'm not, I'm going to do it. And so she would, um, DM us like private message us. So she would put on her little like 
reply, you know, mm. day one, done, check. And then that was it. But then in the DMs, she would tell me about how hard it was or, you know, she almost didn't do it or whatever. And we had like a little dialogue. So for those of you that want to join, but maybe you don't want other people to know that you're joining, but you want somebody to hold yourself accountable, tell us in the DM and then we'll just hold you accountable in our messages, like back and forth. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do this for anybody else to see, but if you want somebody to be kind of checking up on you, then we're here for that too. So yeah, I'm super excited. We're going to do it again. I think we should just do it every week, but we're going to do it yeah. this week for sure. Are we? Yeah. Cause Sherry already said, she's like, I'm already thinking about my next one that I want to do next week. And I've already started thinking. So we're already so what's in the it. next one going to be for me. Yeah. I'm really nervous. So it is going to be, be nervous for seven days. I'm going to be like sorry. Exhausting. <laughs> I'm very nervous to announce it. Really? Yeah, because I it's a difficult Drum roll. It's a really difficult one for me. So only I'm only going to be eating meat, eggs and vegetables and one banana up to one banana and up to one avocado a day. Oh my lord. And that is it. Nothing else. So so you're not restricted. You could eat all day. You just got to eat that stuff. Just eat that stuff, which means, yeah, it sounds easy. Sure, Mr. Chicken and Meat, and that's it. Well, hang on a bit. I mean, I failed. I ate, ate the popcorn. I admitted it. Oh, yeah, I that's came right. clean. Yeah, that's right. Popcorn, so. that's I failed right. my six, seven-day challenge. I had most of the week covered, but I But, failed. yeah, you did six out of seven days. Yeah, that's still good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sad about it at all. I, I'm also very pleased where I'm at and I'm not being overly critical, but I just felt more of a responsibility because, you know, Leanne's my girlfriend and I wanted her mm -hmm. to know the truth. So it's not, it's not a big deal, but yours is a much bigger deal because you committed to it and you're also in a state of change. I mean, I've not that I'm better than you or anything. I've just been working out more in consistently over many months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I changed my diet a couple months ago since mm -hmm. the beginning of April to just, Steak, chicken, and popcorn. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. A weird combo. If you're into the steak, chicken, popcorn diet, try it out. It's the latest fad. <laughs> it's working out. You're looking great. But how? Thank you. That's very kind of you. How are you going to pull this off, Leanne? Seven days of protein, veggies, a banana, avocado here and there. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I mean, it doesn't sound unappetizing at all. No, it's very good. So I've already made up... Um, I made up like these uh, ground beef and sorry for all the vegans out there. Like congratulations on, on your work, but I'm just not there. So um, <laughs> I, so I made up. Um, yeah. So if you're vegan right now, just close your ears and, or no, speak, no, no, no. Look, eat up a vegan, minute or fine. two. We're still good people. You know? so, I eat meat. I'm a good person. Yeah. I'm a good person too, but I don't um, take sides. We're not taking sides. Yeah. It's We're just, not pro carnivores. We're not pro vegans. We're just, trying to get healthy. This happens to be to the way that I'm doing it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I made up these, uh, meatballs, like just ground beef and I put all kinds of spices in them and, uh, garlic cause I love garlic. And so I made up a whole bunch of them, put them in the fridge and I'm ready for tomorrow. So I can just, mm. anytime that I'm feeling that I, that's one of the things with working at home. It's difficult because the fridge is so close and it's not, you don't have like, dun, dun, dun. Hey, you know, I'm lunch hour. So it's just like, man, I'm just going to walk in there real quick and just grab something super fast. I'm not going to sit down. So it doesn't really count as calories. 
I was going to say, you are in a house filled with food. So that's uh, tough. That is the big challenge for you. And yeah. But doing when I can commit to something. So I think that's what part of this is going to be. And this actually leads into kind of where we're at with actions versus words. Ooh. The action of it is that's what's going to be like at the end of the day, when you look at the challenge, it's, did you do those things? So did you take that action seven days in a row? Right? Right. However, yeah. Did you, did you yes or no? And so action, that's where it's all matters. It doesn't matter what words you say or anything. It's just, ah. how do you get to the point of not making that? And that's where I, that's why I think words are just as important as actions. And I'm going to just, so then I don't forget it. Cause I really like this little thing that I came up with while I was on the elliptical this morning. Actions and words are like inhaling and exhaling. So inhaling is your words and exhaling are your actions. And you need both of them to survive. You can't have one or the other. You can't inhale and then that's it. Like just inhale for the rest of your life. You can't do that. And you can't exhale just for the rest of your life. You need both of them. And I think we need both actions and words in order to succeed in anything. So that's mm. where my thing was because before we did a we did a poll on Instagram. A poll. Poll. And it was uh, actions or words. Which one's more important? 100% of the people all were like actions, actions, actions. And oh, I was like, come on, snap. man. Yeah. I was like totally word, team word there. Like I thought for sure there would be people and that's where I was like words are, words matter and they're so important. Um, yeah, but I brought up the scenario last week I and mean, you were confused. Remember I said, what's worse is someone cheating on you or someone telling you that they hate you or they don't like you anymore. Um, you didn't have an answer. I didn't but have you an answer. You were perplexed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I think words do matter. And then how you look at that person either way. Either way, if and if for me, like not so much telling me that you don't like me, like I don't care, but telling yeah, that's not me, a great analogy. It wasn't, but it like let's change it to something like you lying to me, or you cheating on me. Which one is which one is better, or which one's easier to take? I don't think yeah. either one of them are easier to take, really. Exactly. Yeah, that's the trust point. is gone either way. Yeah. You just said that the whole relationship between words and actions are. It's symbiotic. They rely <laughs> on one another to survive. They are intertwined with one another. Mm -hmm. So in the end, the actions, the words, what does it matter? I, I, they all hurt. Everybody has their own kind of threshold for pain when it comes to these things. Mm -hmm. So I really don't have like a strong stance of, oh, you know, actions are what define us and are what bring the most results and also cause the most impact. I don't say that. Mm -hmm. All I do know is I was taught from a young age. One of the few things I actually was taught by my parents, you know, actions speak louder than words. My mom always said that. And mm -hmm. she had a habit of saying that. Maybe she picked it up from her own parents. Who knows? But I always had that stuck in my mind, but I never followed it, even though it was in my mind. I lied all the time when I was younger and going into adulthood even. I, I mean, I would lie to my parents and I would do it without thinking twice because lying was a way to survive when you didn't want to admit the truth. Mm. And then people would be more disappointed when they found out you're lying and 
mm-hmm. you just dig yourself a huge hole. So when it comes to words, lying is one of the territories where you don't want to be because that's causes some of the greatest pain. Anybody who feels betrayed or lied to, that's where w- words and actions can have a similar impact. The feeling of being betrayed by, you know, um, cleaning out someone's bank account and taking all their money and then running off to Las Vegas and blowing it all on a roulette table. That action hurts. But the idea that when someone asks you like, Hey, uh, you love me and you'll never break my trust. Right. And they say, of course, honey, I never would do that. But then they take all your money. So the words and the action together are both very painful. So I really don't see a big difference. So that's it folks. Episode's done. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. This has been the first day of the rest of our lives. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we'd love to get your feedback. If you have any commentary on this, please. First day pod at protonmail.com is our email. And of course, we're on Instagram. Very active on Instagram. First day pod, first day pod, first day pod. Check out Leanne's amazing posts. She does good work. She's into it. I'm she's enjoying it, yeah. She's obsessing over it and she dedicates her. <laughs> she's even... She's basically given up on her job. She's so focused on Instagram. It's not even cool. So you need help. I do need help. <laughs> that was sarcasm, folks. No, she, uh, she does a good job. And we like the Instagram's fun because you can like post pictures and talk at the same time. And you can post videos. Also, Thursday, we'll check in. Uh, usually Thursday nights around 9 o'clock, we pop in and do a little check-in from our previous episode of the week so we can talk about how it's going and we could also check in on the seven-day challenge that we've been continue to do. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'll do this week. You're doing the protein veggies yeah. and banana well, avocado? Yeah, we can just say clean eating, I guess. Clean eating. But clean. I need – see, this is, this is where it comes down to the words part of it is that I need to be super specific because if I say clean eating, yeah. then I'll be like, oh, fruit's clean. That's good. And then I'll fruit's like good. hoover. Fruit. Yeah, you know what sugar I'll put take in? I'll end up eating like just my entire weight class in, in fruit every single day. I would be sick. So um, I need to be very, very clear. I know it does. Um, (laughs) So I need to be super, super clear. And that's why I put, that's why I put the banana because my grandpa, Papa, Papa. he, he had one banana every single day and he attributed his long life to that. And, um, he died he died just of a broken heart. It was the sweetest thing. I mean, like, God, that sounds gross. But he he wasn't even, he wasn't sick. He just, grandma passed away. And then he passed away a little while later in his sleep, super peaceful. And that was it. So had grandma stayed, he would have stayed. And he attributed to a banana a day. So, and I love him. So I want to have that, but I need to say banana because if I say fruit in general, then I'll be in trouble. So that's it. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You don't know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I don't, I didn't have a plan. So I'll have to come up with something. I don't, you got any ideas? Hmm. Um, Maybe I should eat Taco Bell for seven straight days. Gross. Seven day challenge. Taco Bell. Seven straight <laughs> days. Can it be done? No. And last time, did you make the example of eating cheese for seven days straight? Was that your example? I don't know. I think it was. And I didn't I didn't catch it right away, but then These after These words I just come like, out of me. I don't know what happens. <laughs> but then after I was like, oh, that's a, oh, cheese. That's the other thing that I want to eat today. 
Yeah. And today I've been kind of eating things. I made myself a nice big plate of nachos. <laughs> mm, boy, that sounds delicious. I do love nachos. I miss yeah. nachos. I miss my blue tortilla chips. Mm. Red hot blues. Those are the best chips ever. Yeah, those are my favorite. I don't think we have yeah. them in Canada, actually. That's a bunch of crap. The yeah, Garden Canadians. Get it? Garden of Eaton. It's cute. Yeah, that's what they're called. They should be shipping those things to Canada. They're missing out on a whole marketplace. They're so, if you never had Red Hot Blues, go to your local grocery store and find them. They're a blue tortilla chip, corn, mm-hmm. but they have cayenne pepper on them. They're not too spicy. They're just right. No, that's you perfect. Can, with sour cream, we found out they're really good with sour cream. Yes, and chives. Remember Christmas. That's what we yeah. had for Christmas. <laughs> that's Christmas, Christmas dinner. dinner. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the focus of the episode. So yeah. think about when you're younger or think about now even. Somebody tells you in a position of authority or a parent or someone you trust that says, you know, you're not very good at that. That's not for you. Mm. And then you never, it gets burnt into your brain because you hear these words and you've heard it a few times mm-hmm. and then you never follow through. Maybe you wanted to be a writer but someone said, you know, you're not a very good writer. You should probably, focus. you're not college material. Mm-hmm. You're probably best uh, just work in a somewhere other area that doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with academics and things of that nature. Those mm-hmm. words have a huge impact. That's where it can become so powerful. The words that politicians use, they use them on purpose because they, they're getting bad at it now because we all see through it. But they think they're being smarter than everybody else by saying things like, that they never admit, they don't admit fully to things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the double speak and the mm-hmm. rhetoric that you hear. Those are all chosen because of the impact of words. So we can never minimize that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's funny because when I was when I was going through everything that I was going through today about the words, um, how tied they are is that our words are our action. Like it, it's an action to speak the words and it's an action to listen to the words. It's an action to digest the words. So you can listen to those words from the politicians or from, I think parents and people of authority, I think that's a really, really good example because they're doing it. They're not doing it to hurt you. They're doing it actually in a weird way to protect us. You know, like they don't want to see, they don't want to see the hurt, you know, us to fail. They don't want to see us hurt or whatever. So they're trying to protect us from doing that. Um, But it's our choice and the action that we take to either digest that and like absorb that or to just decide, you know what? Yeah, I really appreciate that, but I'm going to be really careful going into this, but I really need to like, I need to try it anyway. Um, And I think being aware of the words is really, really important and truly being intentional. Being intentional. That's you're always about your intentions. What our intentions are mean a lot. And you know, there's that book you had called the five love languages. Remember that one? Mm, yeah. Yeah. We read it together a little bit when we could still see each other back in the day before the border that. closed. Mm-hmm. And that's about using the right language. So you can connect on a deeper level with your partner. And that's where words have an impact. The specific words you use mm-hmm. will allow you to have greater communication and meet the needs of the person you're trying to connect with. Mm-hmm. 
but they also have actions mixed in them because you know if you've never read the book it's well, the five love languages the secret to love that lasts okay and it's uh i can't remember the guy's name who wrote it but chapman? If you, gary chapman i think gary oh chapman okay, it's gary wow. chapman i'm gonna be so proud of myself that's amazing uh yeah so it's a book you can google it check it out but the focus is all these different ways that people connect and some people prefer you know physical contact you know other people like getting gifts um so people are down with constant praise and uh, uh, affirmations so that's why those are combined with words and actions so that's why i see them both being a necessary part of our survival if we're going to be the person that we prefer to be in this life we have to have a combination of both Mm-hmm. you know absolutely mm-hmm. and another thing that i was thinking too and i just wrote i one of them when i was doing like the word to, to text or whatever i'm just going to read it because it's uh anyway i said um most actions i hope this makes sense because <laughs> i didn't reread it after i got off the elliptical mm-hmm. um oh. most actions begin with the decision and a choice and both a decision and a choice is an agreement that you make with yourself with your words. That's how intertwined all of it is. So even our actions all start with the words that we say. And like, think about too, like, so for the challenge, think about if you don't use any words, like if we did like some sort of experiment that you can't do it because you're going to use your words anyway. Yeah. But if there was a way of like detaching your brain that you don't do words and you just like have actions, um, I wonder if you would be able to, I wonder if you'd be able to make those actions all the time without telling yourself, like, especially like if you, if you want to wake up in the morning and work out, are you going to be able to just like, you haven't in 40 years, you never woken up to work out. Well, your body's just going to be like, no, I'm not doing it. And you literally have to like use your words to say, get out of bed, go do it, put your shoes on, let's go, go. And you have to like talk yourself into it and use your words to do it. So I don't think you'll ever get to the action part unless you have those words that you're using, you know, and all of the, even if you say like, oh, well, you know, I have some like really good habits that I do anyway. And so those actions just happen automatically basically they didn't in the beginning those started with an intention and a decision and words then i was like i was asking myself what um how we can use our words and our actions simultaneously to produce better results for tomorrow Mm. so some of the things and like i want to know if you have any that pop up or whatever but some of them that i was thinking of the the act of meditation but using positive affirmations I think those two together are super powerful. Um, And then the act of journaling, that's an act and like an action that you're going to do every day, but you're using your words. Yes. That's another way of us doing it. Um, And then, and then, like I said before, positively motivating yourself with your words to take those actions that we want to take. I don't know. I think they, they all, they all go together. And I think the words, once you're, once you're aware, there was a, um, I was looking at one of the, one of the ladies on 
my Instagram on my work Instagram and it's interior designer. And she had like this really cute picture of these like uh, dominoes. It was like a gold domino and a white one, whatever. And, um, she just has those in her showroom kind of thing. And she says, look at that. They're all sevens. And they've been sitting in her showroom for, I don't know how long. And she never really realized that they were all sevens, but they were different, right? Like a five and a two and a six and a one and a whatever. Yeah. And she says, it's really interesting what you see once you start looking a little bit deeper. And so I think if we start really, even if the only thing that you take from today that you take, I need to be more aware of the words that are being said around me, the words that I'm saying to myself and the words that I'm saying to others, that in itself, if you just become more aware of that, I think we're going to all grow as better people. Well, not better. I hate using that word better, but like we're just going to improved. Gonna, improved. Yeah. More efficient, better off, mm, happier, peaceful, content, satisfied. That was the other, that was the other thing when I was first starting, because I thought that you were going to be more of the action. Like actions are, are the number one. Right? Let's do actions. <laughs> so I thought I was going to have to like, not, not argue this, but like challenge it and like look into this. But, um, what I first started before I really started thinking about how they're intertwined, I was thinking about, um, we have to define what our success is or what we're trying to look for. Because if we're looking more for like working out, let's say like, I want to build like a, you know, Michelle Obama arms, then yeah, the actions are like super, 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 super important because you need to do the workouts. Like you can't just be like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get, that's not going to work. You need to do the action. However, if your if your goal is peace in your, in your life, that a lot of that can come from just words. That could be more painful. I remember the actions more than the words, but maybe I don't, you know, the action sticks with you. Even if you're not thinking about it, the action of my parents getting divorced, that action hurts. The words they say, I remember less, but the, the action is a long-term pain that goes on and on. Even if you don't recognize it being there, that's something I think about. And I, I don't want to say one is more important than the other because you just described it very well. These things are interconnected. They are. And I wonder if, um, like not in, not in your parents' situation, because um, I don't really, I mean, I wasn't there when that happened. You weren't there? No. Where were you? <laughs> I feel like I've known Should you Should have been forever. there for me. I know. I know. Bad girlfriend. Um, but like in general, you... I think the words are important there because I think when like when parents are getting a divorce and I don't know, again, we are not professionals. I don't know anything about divorce or anything. However, what I would imagine is in divorce, like think about us right now. So we're in our forties. If we had been married. No, I'm not. I'm 39. I know. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm still 39 too. Um, I just had I just had a big discussion because it's only three months away. So um, well, I'm ready for it, but I'm still 39. So. Yes. Okay. So anyway, I digress. So um, let's say we're 39. Well, we are 39. And <laughs> we were married and we had a couple kids and now we're going to have a divorce. Yes. 
you and I are going to go through a lot of pain. That's not just like a quick, like, okay, well, like we've made another decision. Let's move on. We're going to have a lot of emotional pain. We're going to have a lot of, there's like 20 years of us being together that just didn't work out. And like, there's so much backed from that, that sometimes it's difficult for you to step out of that and see everything that's happening with the people around you. Right. And because of that, like you want to protect your kids, but you might not be realizing how it's affecting the kids. And so if you were, maybe if you were able to like say, okay, you know what, we're going to do this. Let's go to therapy with, you know, somebody that understands this and understands what the kids are going through. Maybe that would help. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but maybe using the words to really figure out what the kid's going through. And that's, that's tough too, because children don't necessarily have the vocabulary to be able to, or the understanding to be able to say what they're feeling when they're feeling it. They can say that they're sad and they can say, but they might not know exactly what they're going through, even though they know that they're going through something. So that might be difficult too. But I think speaking, like I think the words of this is not, has nothing to do with you guys and being really like clear on that might help. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are, that get divorced that say, okay, you know what? Like I still had a really good childhood and I still had, (laughs) it didn't hurt as much because I got to see both of them and they both came to the parties. Like our birthday parties were always the same and Christmas was the same. Like sometimes. Wow. Who are these people? I've only known a couple of them that have done that, but growing up, yeah, growing up, the people that I knew that were divorced, that's kind of what happened. And so there wasn't, it wasn't until I was in I think later in high school that I realized how painful that can be because I know the kids, the the two kids that I knew, they had it. I mean, they had it from what I saw, they had it pretty good. You know, you can tell a kid that, Hey, you know, this is not your fault. We're it's mommy and daddy have their own thing going on, but it can already be internalized because the action's still happening. Whatever they tell you, could be helpful but it doesn't always stick that way so that's mm-hmm. that's where sometimes the uh the event itself can outweigh the damage of the word trying to prevent the damage and at the same time you know words can change your brain i believe that but continue again there's a book called words can change your brain oh yeah, and a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that will regulate stress at a physical level and an emotional level. Mm. So positive words such as uh, peace and love can alter the expression of genes. Wow. And strengthening our frontal lobes and promoting cognitive functioning in our brain. How about that? So, yeah, so I, I don't know why I'm acting like super surprised on this. This is like it all comes back down to the hugs too. They did a study... They did a study um, when I was researching about hugs. Um, they did a study and it was called the Mother Teresa effect, I think it was. Oh, I love her work. Yeah. And what they did is that they, um, it was really cool. They had like these college kids that came in and they tested their saliva for um, immunoglobin A. It's like a, a antibody for immune system. Mm. And they went into a room and they watched a documentary on um Mother Teresa, like doing random acts of kindness and all that kind of stuff. And it was all just positive, 
all good words, all good uh, feelings kind of thing. And it was 45 minutes. They weren't touch, like they weren't hug. They weren't anything. Nothing was directed directly to them, but they were just watching all of this like positive stuff. And after 45 minutes, their immune system actually got heightened. They had a better immune system after 45 what? minutes of watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And Where is this from? Uh, they, they did the study at Harvard University. Oh, you it's read about this. Okay. Yeah, when I was researching it, because I didn't want to do, I did that talk and I didn't want it just to be fluff. I wanted to like, because <laughs> there's actual science behind hugs. And so I wanted to look into it. And then when I found that, I was like, well, words really do matter. And what we're watching matters. Yes. If you are not aware, those of you listening, Leanne has a TED Talk. She did a TED Talk. Oh. On, it's on YouTube. Check mm -hmm. it out. What's the title of it? Uh, hugs, the four letter word that can change your life. Perfect. change the world or something that's no, so ted talky it's ideal <laughs> i love it so check that out if you've never seen it please do she's a wonderful speaker that's why we have a podcast together because she has a great voice and she loves to connect with people like you and the only way she could do that is if you write us first that's day right. pod at protonmail.com first day pod instagram first day pod facebook first day pod twitter we're there we're everywhere we're yes. in your face we're annoying <laughs> you we're using words to express our gratitude for how much dedication we have yes. to you, the listener. Because yes. without you, we're just talking to ourselves, which is fine. We could talk to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we could. could have a conversation about our day. Yeah, we could. But I just, I, the emails part is so, I get so excited when we get like that little like logo that comes up and it's like, you got an email. <laughs> I feel like it's like back when the internet just came out and you get a little notification. I used to get annoyed with notifications. Now when like we're doing this kind of stuff, I'm like, yay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to make this woman happy, guys? Come on, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us about words, actions. What has been more impactful in your life? What's been lasting the longest for you? Because mm -hmm. everybody's different. As you know, we all have the same body parts, mostly, depending on who you are. But we also react differently. Our genes are expressed differently. Our body chemistry reacts differently to environments. At the same token, with the words changing your brain, we talked about the positives can have a great effect of pop, positive brain functioning. The negative language can disrupt your ability to function properly. Mm -hmm. If you get angry, your amygdala, which is the center of your brain where the fear, and it's like the fight or flight area. It's like, there's a lot of anger that comes from being, uh, I don't know, being called a, if somebody with, with reason, if somebody used a racial slur against someone, it would be terrible. They would make them feel awful and they would become enraged or uh, sad, or they would even cry. And that's perfectly understandable. The, in those instances, bigotry for, you know, against homosexuals or any other ethnic group is where the pain of words becomes even more powerful and it's been used as a way to oppress groups for centuries even women you know mm -hmm. the terminology where women are subjugated and made to feel less than because words are used like oh uh, you know you know woman can't do a job as good as a man you know shit like that stuff like you that you throw that just, like a girl yeah exactly I hate that one <laughs> that, those type of things they create any type of negative emotion you could think of. And mm -hmm. this releases a lot of hormones and neurotransmitters 
which interrupts your brain functioning. So when you're actually getting angry, you're interrupting your reasoning process. That's why it's important to, despite how much you may feel and the upsetting nature of hearing uh, somebody call you some of the worst words our language has to offer. I know it's easier said than done because I know when uh, there was a time in my life when people would, if someone said something to me, I would like really defend it. I'd get upset. And this was basically when I got into my early twenties, I, I stopped doing that. I was like, why am I, why am I getting in these debates and these discussions and these arguments? There's no end to it. There's nobody wins, you know, it seemed like it was exhaustive. So I, I tried to stop doing that and I think I'm getting better at that, but it, it's taken a yeah. long time. I had to actively be aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, um, do you know, do you know who Mel Robbins is? Do you ever follow any of her stuff? I do not. Okay. So she's, um, she's an author. Um, I don't know too much about her backstory, but anyway, one of her books that she wrote was called the, oh gosh, I'm sorry, Mel Robbins, uh, five second rule, I think is what it's called. And like you pick up food off the floor. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Cool. Um, no. So, uh, basically just in a nutshell, what it is, is that she was, I guess, uh, going through alcoholism and she, um, was losing everything, losing her husband, losing her house, losing everything. And one day she was just like, you know what? I need to make a change. I need to just get my stuff together and get going. And so she kind of did like the NASA, uh, countdown five, four, three, two, one. And she was in bed and she was just like, okay, you know what? As soon as I get to one, I'm getting up and I'm going. So she was like, five, four, three, two, one. She got up, she went. And something happened that she kept doing that. And I'm going to have to like go and like maybe research this a little bit more, but I'm pretty sure that this is the story. And so what she talks about is how um, when you do, you can't say one, two, three, four, five, and on five go, you have to go five, four, three, two, one, because it changes the way that your brain is um, reg- like uh, processing and it actually disengages your amygdala. So just going through that five seconds, it disengages that. And now it allows you to get back into the moment and then you can be, make a clear decision and kind of move forward because yeah, when you said the fight, fight or flight, it's fight or flight and freeze. That's another part of what happens. And that's especially in this time right now, because everybody's, I mean, now we're starting to kind of get out of it a little, you know, we're, we've been in it for a couple months, but the last two months freeze was a big part of it because there was just so much unknown. And so that we were all in overdrive. So uh, that's just one tip, the five, four, three, two, one. The other thing is uh, the book, The Four Agreements. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show. Wow, um, I don't think you ever have. This that's is a big weird. debut. Yeah, that's that weird. Because this is- You love that book. It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. But one of them, so the number one is be impeccable with your word. Mm. So that's, it's huge. And it's so difficult for all of us to do, especially with ourselves. Um, but another one of them is don't take things personally. And so now I do not mean to minimize at all everything that you were talking about, because none of it is acceptable. Bigotry, any of it, none of it is acceptable. However, personally, so as a whole, as a community, it's not acceptable. However, as your own personal, if somebody comes up to you and says something that for me is sexist against women or, you know, whatever it is, if you don't take it personally and you just look at it like that poor 
person is has so much hatred in their body like what are they going through and you just you realize this has everything to do with them and nothing to do with me then it makes it a lot easier to take you you won't you won't be fueled by the words that somebody else uses if you don't take it personally because i think it's it's when we take it personally that's when we're triggered that's when it's the hardest so again being aware that it has nothing to do with you even if it is even if they say something that is sexist and it is about women yes i am a woman but he's not calling me these names or he's not directing at me because he doesn't know who I am. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you throw like a girl, I have a pretty darn good hand. Like I can arm, I don't know how to say it, but I can throw. So he, he's not <laughs> saying it about me. So I won't take it personally. So I think that's, I mean, again, it is not at all to minimize any of the the heaviness that you were talking about no no but see this is where now this is where words and actions can diverge on the path of impact okay because you're right there i mean jackie robinson was a baseball player he dealt with horrendous words thrown his way when he debuted in 1947 he was the first african-american to play in major league baseball and Mm -hmm. he was ridiculed and he was told by his superiors branch ricky the guy who brought him onto the team said hey you cannot respond you can never respond you just have to take it yeah and it very well may have minimized like his the length of his life like it might have killed him the stress in the long run i mean he lived to be an older man but he died still kind of young so i, I just the actions and the the words hurt okay mm-hmm. and who knows if he ever got over that but at the same time the guy who was killed by the police uh, yesterday in Minnesota. That's an action. And you can't undo that because he's dead. Mm -hmm. And it also impacts us collectively. That action of the cop holding his knee down on George Floyd's neck. His his name was George Floyd. He was killed by the police officers in Minnesota. The cop held his knee down on his neck while he says he can't breathe. It's on video. It's horrendous. It's an action that it's just it affects the collective conscious of all of us too because we see it online we hear about it we read about it we hear it in passing from other people we hear it through words but then you see the action and it just hits you in a whole nother level so sometimes the seeing an action in progress or when it happened even later on video or what have you it, that is tough er to move on from mm-hmm. you know it it just gets really complicated because the words can hurt. The actions can hurt. They're all painful. They're, they're horrible. I mean, what happened to George Floyd is horrendous. Nobody should die. Even if they're uh, being accused of a crime, that's just ridiculous. But in the end, the, these types of things continue to happen. So if you're an African American in America, and you're afraid of the police, it's because of all these actions that have happened, like mm-hmm. tens of thousands over hundreds of years, you know, mm-hmm. all those actions compile and it's got to just be, it could, you could never meet these people. Like you could just be walking around America. You never meet all these people that have these horrible stories happen to them, like, you know, whether it was Gardner in New York or, or the other, the jogger recently in uh, oh, Georgia. I mean, yeah. it just goes on and on and on. And all these actions add up and they create a collective pain too. So mm-hmm. 
that is just where I start to think about how actions can be more long lasting and impactful. You know, like I said, I think about my divorce, you know, my parents' divorce, and Mm -hmm. I think about actions that happen to me as opposed to words. And it seems like actions last longer with me. You know, the death of friends, those actions, they resonate longer than any of the words associated with it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that one way is right or the other, but if you ask me, I, I guess words are very useful. We've just, we described that in detail in the show. You know, they're good for the brain. They're good for yourself. They're good for others to be used in a positive way. And when they're used negative, they can be very difficult to get over with, but the actions can be almost impossible. Like they create trauma. And then I, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Just my heart is really hurting. Um, oh yeah, I'm sorry. This is a, this is what it's like to live in America. You should be grateful you live in Canada. Yeah, it's just awful. I just can't imagine. Like it's 2020. It's absolutely ridiculous that we even have to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but then, so I always go like I keep thinking a little bit deeper on it, and absolutely, those actions are horrendous, and us even experiencing them from a third part, like just on the news or whatever, it's horrendous. However, then I, I think of who those people are, those monsters and what words they were fueled by growing up and or in their circle because they're, they're, they didn't grow up to be aggressive little monsters. They didn't want to kill people and they didn't want to hurt people because they look different or act different or whatever. Children aren't like that. So then I think that's the actions. Yeah, they, they hurt a lot more, but the words that those people were internalizing growing up, their parents could have been racist, you know, it could have been like go on and on. And so now they were taught that way. And then not to make any of this okay at all. But what I'm getting at is that the the words are super important. Same thing with divorces. Divorce is the the final action. But what led up to that? Was it all the words that were said and all the snide remarks that were said and all of the, or all of the words that weren't said, you know? So I think the fur the deeper that you look in any and, and this happens with all of our themes. Like every time that we come up with something, it's mm-hmm. that's why I love this podcast because <laughs> I actually was like when you're when you started and you were like, I'm so hot, I'm sweating. I was like, oh gosh, this is gonna be an easy one. Like we're gonna be done in 20 minutes. So <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm just drenched in sweat right now. But hey, that's okay. I do it for the listeners and us because I love doing this <laughs> podcast too. It's very enjoyable. And you know. Maybe there's no right answer on this, you know? There's, there doesn't have to be the words that are... The words I say to you, they can really raise you up or they can bring you down. And I've done that. I mean, I've, I've brought you a lot of joy and I've also brought you pain with words I've used in a, our entire existence together. So, so you know from experience and I know from experience. Words can also create confusion, maybe more so than actions. Words can leave me feeling like, wait, what's going on here? I don't understand what happened. Mm-hmm because of the way people use them and <laughs> they can twist their words and they can create a lot of havoc in your brain. So there's no minimizing either one, but in the end, I just, I think it's important to recognize that they both have power and. Mm. Amen. 
there's no need to say one's better than the other or so one is on both. Yeah, exactly. That's how. Mm-hmm. We'd love to see if you disagree or agree, or if you're just kind of in the middle, maybe you're just like, eh, I don't know. This podcast is boring. Or maybe you're like, wow, this podcast is awesome. And I must tell them right now, where's my computer? <laughs> Feel free to write us an email. First day pod at protonmail.com. Guess what the rest of our handles are on Instagram. What's our, what's our handle on Instagram? First day pod. That's right. It's the same on Twitter and Facebook too. Mm-hmm. Please check it out. Uh, make a comment, say something. We really do welcome it. And we've got a couple themes that are we're stewing around um, that have come from people's posts and people's emails, and uh, that's where we get all of the all of the ideas of just yeah. what everybody's talking about and what everybody's questioning. And so, if you have any ideas on that too, let us know. That is fantastic. Very good, Leanne. It's been a pleasure doing the show with you. This has been the first day of the rest of our lives podcast. We thank you for listening. And thank you. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday night at nine o'clock. We'll be on Instagram checking in live. So if you want to pop in and say hello, please do. Until then, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you. Bye.